And we're back to what happened to us with Nate, Sam, and Hugh. Hello. Trying something new. Again. What's that? I have no idea. Trying to figure um, it out. How are we doing? You know, aren't we all? Well, um, you know. Had, had, had about a 20-minute stressor there. Uh, didn't end up having to do the drive I was supposed to do before I came in, but um, the house stuff popped up. Things that oh. I hadn't filled out properly and just needed to do a lot of things very quickly. Got it done, though. Got it done. Is it all good, all good now? It should be. I'll find out in about, you know, two seconds or so. If I missed something, I think I checked all the boxes and uh, signed everything, like, firstborn over to... You know, not, not my kid, but I, I, signed, I think I signed a ah. child over. Uh, Interesting. Okay, well, you know what? Indentured servitude is really something that needs to come back. Uh, I mean, it's pretty it's much... Lack, it's kind of lacking here. here for, kinda, uh, is it lacking? Uh, no, it never left. No. It never left. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, a lot of things popped up last second all out of nowhere. Being like, you didn't fill this out. I'm like, I effing did fill that out. And then I was like, oh, I effing did not fill that out. Let me get down. Let me get right mm. on that. Uh, mm. I do miss the days where everything was done in paper because uh, 20 years ago, I was an agent of the home purchasing variety. And it was very different than it is now. So, um, yes, I imagine it would be, um, I've never, I've never filled out said paperwork, but I imagine, I imagine we've come a long way. It's, it's pretty cookie. The paperwork's the same. It's just how you do it is completely effing different. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I I was like, oh, I need Um, homeowner's insurance. Like got that in two seconds. I was like, okay, here's money. Cover my home on this date. So. All right. All right. It's going. It's going. Oh. So if you guys haven't figured it out, he was making some moves, and he's uh true. Haven't told everyone. Told some people. Some people haven't gotten back to me about me moving uh, down to Long Beach from. Long I'll Beach. get. I'll get back to you eventually. I know. I'm aware. I so. don't really return your calls. No, but, I know. Um, Unless it's an actually, immaculate honestly, grid to be, thing. To be honestly, I would not know what to do if you called me. Like actually you, called. You'd me. be like, oh shit, something's up. Yeah, I was like, oh god. Oh yeah. God! What happened? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So unless it was like a, unless it was like a butt dial. Uh, in fact, the only one who who uh, who actually physically calls anymore outside of you know parents and things is Sam. Oh, uh, and that's not often because to be fair, she's busy. got a everybody's baby. busy. Yeah. I mean, she's busy. Everybody's busy. But she she was one of the last to still. Uh, I mean, she hell she still does written correspondence. She Sam's does. Old. She's actually the best at it. Uh, if I, I view this as a phone call, essentially, for us. It's true. It's a weekly catch-up that we do um, and have everyone listen to it. It's true, yeah. Which is not yeah, creepy at all in a weird way, you stalkers. No, you know what? Eavesdropping. Yeah, it's true. It's like it's like having a phone call that's wiretapped. Yeah. Uh, and I feel, like one, I feel like one day this footage may end up as court evidence. Uh, possibly. Yeah. Um, well, there so is no, there's no video to. footage of us because I'm too lazy to actually do a video of us doing this. Uh, nobody needs to see the video of us. No, no I don't think they'll be no like, way. eventually, maybe. Maybe I should just do our faces from that one picture from Travis's with No, it was Big Mike's birthday. It's like the best photo of the two mm. of us that we'll ever have. From about... It is. It is. I actually had two great photos from that. I had I had another one, good one with Travis that, uh. I, that I use quite often. 
Uh, yeah, that was at the old Fiesta Cantina. Is that uh, still there? I believe the it is still there because uh, Cabo Cantina is no longer there on Sunset. That used to be. Uh, oh, it was in. Oh, what was that Woody Allen movie? Um, Annie Hall. Annie Hall. It was used in that. That location was used in mm-hmm. Annie Hall as a pizza joint, I believe, back in the day. Yeah, I, I remember before it was Cabo. I mean, I guess now it's no longer Cabo. No, it was still um, Cabo. It was just an empty Cabo that is dusty. Uh, but for, yeah, I imagine I didn't. I never when I was when I was uh, out there visiting you uh, many months ago. God, that was like six months ago. Don't uh, time um, just goes. The uh, I did not make it down that far to Hollywood, but I was very saddened by what I did see around the city of closures and whatnot. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, many many of fun times were had at the uh, Fiesta Man. It's I always get the name wrong. It is Fiesta Cantina is the name of the bar in the heart of Boys Town, West yes. Hollywood. It's a gay bar with a quasi Mexican theme. Um, we used to call it Fiasco Mantina. Hmm. Which is why I can't rem- ever remember the real name. I just called it Mantina and, oh, well, by the end of it. I was yeah, like, Man- Mantina. Mantina worked. Uh, man, they. I don't know if they were still if they're still doing it, but ooh, they used to do the double happy hour. Uh, the happy hour that ran four to eight, which right. is a fairly fairly typical happy hour. Then happy hour number two, ten thirty, ten thirty to twelve thirty at night. Yeah, and their happy hour was two for one drinks, which. Um, Always a bad idea. Uh, Always a bad idea. Uh, a friend of the show, Big Papa and I, uh, would go there quite often, mm. and go. To, we stretch it out to both because you know you get enough of that. You, you order enough of the two for one, last minute. You can stretch it out to the next happy hour. Right. Always a good idea because you know those giant margar and they're the they're the big. This they is why I said quasi quasi Mexican because it's the type of touristy type place that when they serve you a margarita, it's a giant fishbowl. Uh, that's just pure sugar, just yeah. like sugar and tequila. Um, so always, always ill, always ill after that. Um, but mistakes, mistakes were made. Uh, always, always. Uh, it's been so long since I've been to a happy hour. I was actually just thinking of it recently that uh, also a friend of the show, Kevin. Um, shout out, Kevin. Uh, we used to do the bar- the old Barney's happy hour. Right. Uh, before the den existed, like it was, it was our old, old go-to was the Barney's Beanery oh. and they would have a, you know, four to six happy hour, very typical. And it was just drink specials. It wasn't two for one. It was, you know, like whatever it was, well drinks. Um, and, but we were, fr- you know, generally speaking when, the, during a happy hour, they're not letting you do mass ordering because, uh, I think it probably is illegal. Uh, uh, you know, you can't just do, you can't just start ordering, just drink, 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 drink right before happy hour ends and then, and just have, you know, okay. hoping that it'll stretch out. But we were regulars enough as we became at the den that, uh, we were friends with all the staff and they used to let us order under, under the guise of it ordering for people who were on their way. Right. It was never, it never was. No. They would let us, this was back in my captain and Coke era. Oh, Oof. Just the thought of Captain Morgan's right now makes me sick. Uh, uh, I thought of any alcohol for that matter. But they used to let us order like, f- I think that our, the most we did was at like 5.59. We ordered 14 Captain and Cokes. That's so a lot. Our, ta- our table was just 14 yep. drinks. That Looking back, we should have asked for no ice because that shit, you know, th- that doesn't keep. A, a nice drink does not keep when you're drink- trying to drink 14 of them. Uh, how and fast now I drink it. Now I've gotten a stomach ache just thinking about it. As you should. That that uh, should have burned a lining in the the hole of your stomach. Oh, I 
I think the lining of my stomach finally is from the fireball has finally healed. Yeah, that yeah. Kevin Morgan was my fireball pre-fireball. I never did shots of it, but I just drank a lot of it. Uh, um, yeah, no drinking. The thought of drinking, uh, no, no bueno, no bueno anymore. Um, uh, today, I don't know if you 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 know it. Do you know what today is? It's big. It's a big um, uh, big date in his big date in history. Um, uh, I'm sure you remember where you were on August 9th, 1995. Uh, Jerry Garcia died. God. And the only re- okay, and there's two reasons why this means anything to me. Well, nothing. It means nothing to me. Yeah, but I I heard it on the I heard it on a podcast today. That's why I, I knew it from the Levitard first. Levitard show. Yep. Yeah. You, good call. Uh, but the reason it is of any note because I was never never a huge Grateful Dead fan. But that day, I very much re- remember where I was when I found out Jerry Garcia died because I was in the car leaving the St. Louis Galleria, my local mall, mm-hmm. and I remember. Being, being very confused as to why they were playing a Grateful Dead song on, like, the pop radio. Mm. Uh, because, um, you know, generally speaking, Grateful Dead didn't have a ton of radio singles. Touch of Grey was the only one. When that's what it was, Touch of Grey. Now, it, but in the mid-90s, so when that song's playing, without me thinking in my head, why is this playing on pop radio, the first thing I said out loud is, I can't believe Jerry Garcia is still alive. Cut to the end of the song boom dead yeah which i i can probably trace back that was the first occurrence of our supernatural ability to kill somebody your super supernatural ability. My, yeah yeah so i can date it back to august 9th 1995 because and look yeah again like yeah you said looking back they don't you touch okay so yes it was touch of gray which um most people if might not even know by name because you know it's it's probably one of their most well-known songs, but you know the chorus of the song is "I will survive, I will get by." Right. You know, catchy, catchy jam. But it's called "Touch of Gray," and that got me thinking about today songs that the title has nothing to do with the song. It never is mentioned in the song, so which happens a lot. But it ends up ha- what ends up happening is that people don't know the name of you know pe- you'll say the name of the song and people are like what's that. Mm. So, you know, and so I was thinking, what are the top five of those? Because I like to make lists. Oh, and by the way, before I forget, we got to get back to how Sam just totally killed us last week with, with all the things we missed from uh, last week's list. Yeah. I'll get to that in a second. Yeah, but so I made a top five list that you can work on yours while we're going uh, of the top five, my top five favorite songs where the song name is never mentioned in the song. Um, oh, Christ sakes. Man. Number one. Number yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you get. Uh, number well, okay. These are in no particular order. I had to write them down because I'm an idiot. Okay, um, and again, these are not the five best songs, but these are my five favorite songs. Actually, these sh- these might actually be the five best songs. Uh, number one, forever and always. Okay, when I I lied when I said I, these are not in order because there is a definite number one, and it's Bob O'Reilly by The Who. Uh, you, you know Bob O'Reilly, correct? Yes. Okay, yes. You know, everybody knows it is, uh, they, everybody thinks it's Teenage Wasteland. Yeah. It's not. No. It's called Bob O'Reilly, which I found out recently, did not know this, that that is just a combination of two names of people that were inspirations to Pete Townsend. Mm. But there was a Baba and a Riley. They're two different people. I can't recall off the top. I think one of them was some sort of yogi, uh, like, um, that he was, a, he found inspirational, and they just combined them. Right. Uh, number two, a little bit obvious, Bohemian Rhapsody. Not surprising. Never mentioned in the song. 
uh, because that would be weird. I don't know how they they. Although honestly, that song it wouldn't be that hard to to shoehorn in Bohemian Rhapsody because the rest of the lyrics made no sense. Uh, mm. uh, number three, smells like Teen Spirit. Again, okay, n- never mentioned in the song. Uh, number four, um, Adam's song by Blink One Eighty Two. Which uh, you know, it's up there among the the really upbeat jams uh, about right. about teen suicide. Uh, I actually used to uh, had a friend, actually a girl I dated, used to that was her go to karaoke song, which really brought the house down. Um, and number five with a bullet, "Tub Thumping" by Chumbawamba, never mentioned in the song. I'm not sure how they would mention the song because it's not a real word. Uh, but anyway. That's uh, I'm sure there are many more, and I'm sure Sam will be like, "There's there, how do how, you know? There's so many more that you should have said." But those are my top five favorite songs where the song title is not in the song. Um, do you have your list yet? I have. Yeah. Do I have? Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's. Did you did you, did you just Google best songs with no? Song I, I first song was Immigrant Song. Led Zeppelin. Uh, okay, you know what? It's funny you say that because I, uh, upon doing some research when I was trying to come up with a list, uh, Led Zeppelin had its own section of like I, I was looking, I was trying to find like songs like within this category. Led Zeppelin has its own section because none of their song titles are actually in the songs, like literally none of them, except for Stairway to Heaven. Mm. Stairway to Heaven, obviously, but like none of the actually no, that's a few of them do, but like they had an absurdly long list. Um, but that's a good call. That's yeah, a good choice. Thank you, thank you. That was a that was a guess. I would go. Um, ooh, Touch of Gray by Grateful Dead. That's a good no, one. That's actually not bad. Yeah. Uh, like, let's like it would end up being pretty much uh, Led Zeppelin songs. But I'd say Song Two by Blur. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm going uh, off- now, now, I, now, this is going to be a very stupid question. Was that in fact the song two on the album? Because that would have been funny if it wasn't. No, um, it, uh, God, it's, uh, it's like there's Pearl Jam's "Elderly Woman." Um. Okay. Okay. Oh, another one that was uh, outside looking. Elderly in, one behind it, the counter in a small town. If you want me to go. Full full title. What song? Oh, okay. Elderly okay. woman behind one, the counter in a small town. Yeah, that, that, that would be that would be one. One uh, of them that came to mind, and this is one that was uh, jar, jarred my memory just from seeing it on uh, on a list. Is that um, the old classic? Uh, I think I can't remember the name of the band. Uh, I think it was like the something Rockets. It, this it was the song from the Cable Guy. It was uh, standing outside a broken phone booth with change in my hand. Mm. That was never mentioned in the song. Uh Anyway, I just like to throw lists out to you. Yeah, this is not one of those ones where you're like, yeah, I'm just gonna throw that one out at him, see how he goes. Okay, well, well, okay, well, if if you if you need some more time, I'll get back to Sam's. I got three. uh, So Sam Sam's text that she sent. Okay, so if if, for anybody that wasn't listening last week, we were on the fly. We're trying to do what was it? Songs that are just songs that uh, are used in movies that remind you that weren't written for the movie, but used for the movie. So, for example. In your eyes, Peter Gabriel was say anything. Classic moment, and Sam came up with a, quite a few that were like, yeah. Some were like, okay, yeah. not enough people watch that movie to have that associate. In my opinion, associated with 
said before. well I, bl- I believe where it started on my end was talking about uh stuck in the middle with you from yes, reservoir that, dogs that's where it was and when sam sent us a list uh I I thought that mine was very I I don't even remember the other songs I mentioned to be honest but I thought mine was I thought that one stood out but then when Sam sent his list all of them were like he said some of them were not as obvious but some of them were so obvious that again we weren't we're we're doing it you know on the fly and she claims she did on the fly too so and I have every faith that she I, did. I believe her she's much better with this than I am but her number one that she mentioned was my Sharona from Reality Bites and I don't know how I left that one off. Because that one is very synonymous with that movie, and obviously was clearly a song long before that. Yeah. Um, and she also, oh, she also had "I Got You, Babe" from Groundhog Day, also a, another, not one I'd necessarily think of immediately, but a very good one because yes, that song is played every day he wakes up, so that one stands out. Ooh, another one, Eminem, Blink One Eighty Two. That's their Cheshire Cat album, their original. Oh, okay. Okay. That's good. This is not this okay. Is off the top of the head. Um. Okay. Wait. Okay. So and then Sam, another a very obvious one we missed was Deo from Beetlejuice. Oh, that Harry, was that Harry, was yeah. Rest in peace, Harry Belafonte. Yeah. Um. Uh. What was it? Hip to be square from American Psycho. A little I, bit. Like I. I agree. I mean, that was one. That was. Uh, but no, I will. I will give her that. This is that it does fit in the sense that if you. I do think of American Psycho when I hear that song, but it's not like that wouldn't be at the top of my list. Like, like, um, my Sharona, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, Wayne's World, absolutely. But when she, when I saw it, I'm like, okay, I do remember that scene. Um, uh, the t- Tiny Dancer, she also said Tiny Dancer from Almost Famous, I, which. I- not everybody remembers that from the movie, but that's one of my favorite movies. And it does so remind scene, me. I agree with her on that yeah, one. That, I just, scene, like... that scene definitely stands out. So yes. that's totally fair. Um, what was oh uh, the sound of silence from the graduate she had, which is that's a good one because it is playing over the opening credits, I believe. So what, what, maybe it's a... um, what's the other song from that one? Uh, Mrs. Robinson. Robinson. Actually, Mrs. Robinson probably would have been better. I mean, essentially, the graduate was. But you could also the, use Mrs. Robinson for Wayne's World too. That is true. Well, I mean, it's the same scene. It's a yeah, joke. It's I a know. parody of the scene. But I'm like, shows I hadn't ex- seen uh, yeah. that uh, the graduate, yeah. and I had seen Wayne's World too. So my association goes to Wayne's World too more than it would graduate. True. At that time. Yeah, the joke—the the joke. If you've not seen either movie, which if you have not, shame on you. Especially Wayne's World Two is yes, Miss Robinson's playing at the end of um, the Graduate when he shows up to the church to try to break up the wedding. The joke in Wayne's World Two is that Mike Myers does the same thing. He shows up to a church to break up the wedding, but he shows up to the wrong church. So he's banging on—he's like banging on the glass, yelling to stop the wedding, and he's at the wrong church. Oh, here, he, he has to go to the church across the street. Here's a question for you: Did Kenny? I know Kenny Loggins wrote Danger Zone and everything else for Top Gun, right? That was yeah. written specifically. Was I'm all right? Written, written for, Caddyshack? for Caddyshack. I believe it was. I could be wrong, but I believe it was. That falls in that same realm of like all the great Huey Lewis songs from Back to the Future, which I'm not sure if he wrote Power of Love. He did write Power Back of Love. To, uh, for, but no, but for Back to the Future. Oh. It is know. debatable. Uh, I don't know. Like, so, I mean, to make this list, we, we're really talking about songs that were like hits, like hit songs prior to this movie coming out, like a song that you knew. 
um like day i'm how dayo was how many years old when beetlejuice came out it was like a 40 year old oh, song yeah um so but so her yeah it, yes. as always power of love Sam was Street. written for okay uh back to the future so not shocking either I, like um, i saw an interview recently uh, like in the last week actually since we last uh did this from huey lewis talking about like his hearing loss and that shit's really sad man here's a good like, one he's he, he's like basically deaf I, I yeah he is deaf he that's why he stopped touring. Yeah. Um, here's a good one, yeah. uh, Fat Lip, Sum Forty One. What is that from? Some Sum Forty One. Oh, you're t- oh, you're do- we're doing two lists at once. Yeah, we're yeah, doing- okay, 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 okay. I'm I like, think that's my fifth that song. I'm got like- it, got it. Okay, okay. See, no, it's fun to do two lists at once. Yeah, because it really, I really throws people off. Um, okay, because I was like, what the hell movie is that? Okay, as you know what, as we continue to talk over the next forty some odd thirty minutes, however long we're going. Uh, I will try to think of more. Uh, I feel like we put the movie thing to bed because Sam just schooled the hell out of us, and she'll school the hell out of us of, of, oh, of this, this, one new, is... this new one of um, songs that are you know titles that are not in the song. Um, oh, oh, one last one from her list where she just because, like you said, some of her songs were a bit more obscure. Yeah, but she was absolutely right about. Um, oh God, I've already forgotten it. Um, it, uh, oh, you're ruining her list on the podcast. Oh, oh, oh Unchained Melody from Ghost. That oh, yeah. Could uh, that was a given. That was like, could not, that yeah. one I, I I have. With a ticket, number one. There's no no uh, excuse for forgetting that. And the last one, which is. I don't um, know forgetting it. It was just like, you know. Well, we, again, we're, do, we're doing it on the. On, on the, the fly, fly and, you know. Um, it's a lot of pressure. It's I guarantee pressure. you, I know one song we'll get a text message about that she'll be like, I don't know how you guys didn't think of this one. Um, do you uh, want me to the, say the, it, the le- or I'll bring it up at the end of the show and completely forget about it? Okay. It is Iris, Goo Goo Dolls. Uh, did they never say Iris in the they song? They never say Iris in that one. Uh, you know what? Not even my favorite song named I- called Iris. Do you remember the, You remember Live, the band Live? Yeah, they I remember they Live. They had a jam called Iris. Um, oh. Uh, okay, the, the last one from Sam's list was Layla from Goodfellas. Uh that's a hard one the the, the interesting thing though about how layla was used in goodfellas is it was just that is it called the refrain is it called the refrain like that one section of the song at the end that's the piano like i don't think was layla the rest of the song no it was the piano sequence but that that but that piano part from layla is so famous and it she's absolutely right it fits the bill of when you hear that piano part you know the exact scene Mm. in goodfellas it's when he's it's it's isn't it like yeah it's a montage Mm -hmm. right like at the end one of the montages Um, yeah yeah so so she's right no i I, sam as always is right um there's some interesting songs that i'm like that um pop up on this list of uh things but i'm like once again to come at the Remember all the song titles, and I'm honestly Nate. When you brought it up, I'm like, my brain is not as good as it used to be. I'm starting to realize mm-hmm. that in a scary manner, because I'm like, this immaculate grid thing that you've got me hooked on oh, it yeah. has me yeah. stressed the f out sometimes. I'm like, what am I doing? I don't know what any of this is, and like, I that... used to know this stuff, and I'm like, don't know anything. It doesn't stuff. Like I've gotten so used to like doing wordles and all these other daily things that are, you know, pretty easy. Pretty. Uh, but they're, they're fun to, you know, I do, I do the New York times cross every crossword every day, but 
Yeah, this immaculate grid, and I don't recall if we were, if we discussed it. No, we have not but discussed this. One the, the immaculate grid is this new uh, phenomenon. It's like the new Wordle, essentially. Because Wordle, man, that was a moment. I mean, I still do it, and people still do it. But like back back when it started, that blew the hell up. But immaculate grid, you have to be a sports fan. Yeah. Uh, it is a three by three grid, essentially. Uh, it started with baseball, and it's like now it's expanding. Three, so, no. Yeah, it's expanding to different sports, but like the grid is on the one axis is three teams, and then on the other axis it can vary. Is three it can be two teams and two. Sometimes, sometimes there's categories. stats involved, but essentially what it started with is there it's teams on one axis, teams on the other axis, and you each spot you have to put the player that was on both teams. So you have to have a pretty decent mem- you know memory of of baseball rosters over the years it goes back all throughout history like you can name like babe ruth and think oh babe ruth would be a tough one since he only played well he played for three teams um but uh, what like was it, the red sox the braves and uh the boston uh, well, braves the, i believe the boston Bra- yeah the boston braves the red sox and, and the, the yankees. yankees um but it's tough you're right i mean it, it's it's and it's really t- um because you ha- i got seven out of nine know- in football today and yeah, so then the immaculate grid opened up, so now it's they're doing football and basketball and hockey. God, yeah, I, I can't even do I, hockey. I, I can't I even touch even. hockey. But basketball and foot football are they're all tough, but it's a good daily thing. I'm enjoying it. I, I oh, um, I thoroughly enjoy it. I don't always like. There are days I miss it. Like today's baseball, I'm like, uh, I'm not good. I did not realize it's a rookie of the year for uh, the Yankees oh. and Twins. A rookie of the year for the Yankees. See now the, the thing that catches. So yeah, so it's not always three teams like you no. mentioned. Like sometimes a column will be rookies of the year, so you have to pick a rookie of the year for the. And like, the bottom one's Golden Glove winners. So, and the okay, and the, see the thing, up and the, the, the thing that gets screwy with that, and I know I I got I got beat hit with this last week, is that because uh, they did Silver Slugger. Silver Slugger. Silver Slugger is an award that's given out to the best hitter at each position, kind of like the Golden Glove, but it's for hitting. Uh, um, but the thing about Silver Slugger, and I put, I thought I put in an obvious one, and it was incorrect, is that the Silver Slugger was not awarded until 1980. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, the, so when when you start talking about rookies of the year and Golden Gloves, you have to, I, you have to look up when they started. Yeah, because Babe, you know, players from the 30s did not win the Golden Glove because it didn't exist. Nope. I, oh, I did a so, Cy Young award for Cy Young one time. I forget what it was. Uh, it was like a MVP and whatever. But I'm like, you actually wait. You named Cy Young. Uh, yeah, for I did. Cy Young yeah, because I was like, eh, must have won his award. No, he I, did not. No, 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 no. I don't think so. I and uh, so I don't like when you say rookies rookie of the year for the Yankees. Like I want to be obvious and think like Mickey Mantle, but I don't know if they gave out rookie of the year in the fifties. I'm gonna I don't say know. they did not. Like this is more of an eighties thing. I mean, there is. There was a more recent one, so that was very easy for me. And that, the twin that one, one, though, that's killing me. I, I did Joe Maurer. That wasn't the case. He did not win. I uh, yeah, that would have been my guess. Yeah, I, I that, did that one's tough because rookie of the year is rookie of the year is so specific because it's only once a year, uh, and it's not not as obvious as um, uh, it, like MVP. Like MVPs, you tend to remember. No, I'm I'm currently for. Four for nine with one guess left. It has been a bad one. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and I wasted uh, like, a lot on rookie of the year. I, like, there was three guesses. The Golden Globe uh, rookie of the year was very easy. It's simple. There's Ichiro? always one person. Was it Ichiro? Yes. Thirty-six yeah, yeah. percent. He also won MVP that year, didn't he? Yes, he did. 
So yeah, yeah. that was a hell, hell of a year. Hell, hell of a year, year from that Ichi- that Ichiro. I hope I I wonder whatever happened. To him. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. He went home. So good for him. He did. Oh. He did. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, off the off the sports because uh, I don't know if that's our wheelhouse and we've done the music thing. Did you see that there there have been updates? So we've been just getting an absolute kick out for the last several. Days. Oh, we As haven't we, even brought it up of, yet. It just happened this weekend. Of, as as most of Twitter, uh, a subsect of Twitter, um, the uh, the Monta- Montgomery was it Montgomery Montgomery brawl, the Montgomery Doc. Alabama boat brawl, doc brawl, I guess. I suppose it's the doc. Um, if those it, of you uh, haven't looked it, I would recommend looking it up. And some of the commentary on said uh, brawl was quite uh, entertaining. Yeah, if you, I mean, if if you. Honestly, I don't know if you're if you're not on if you're not attached to Twitter. Like I, I even though I, I keep claiming I'm gonna stop, I still am because this is why I stay on. It's shit like this. Yeah. But it, was it? I don't know how big a story it became outside of Twitter. I mean, maybe people are joking about it on Facebook. I don't know. I mean, other yeah. certain news sources are reporting on it because of like the connotations that were uh, mm, levied afterward yeah. by one of the so, owner of a mini mart. Like so. So, okay, so, but like, uh, you know, uh, w- one of our uh, favorite people, listeners, uh, favorite pe- one of my favorite people in the world, like Sinead. Hi, Sinead. I don't know if, that's a st- if that story is broken in, in Ireland because it's, it's, it's very much an American story. So the gist of it was that uh, last weekend in Montgomery, Alabama, on a dock, I don't know if it was, if it was a dock for, a, it was a river, but I don't know what river. Um, essentially, there was a huge brawl that uh, ended up being very race-related. Um, uh, yeah. it ended up, it, 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 and that's kind of why it's become such a thing is that, uh, essentially what happened is that a riverboat was trying to dock in, in its just dock like one spot of those, in it. Yeah. Spot. One of those, just one of those riverboat cruises, like the old school paddle wheel we have. I mean, they're not common in Los Angeles, but in St. In Missouri, they're huge because we used to be a riverboat town. Um, one of those huge river boats that you just go on like a nightly tour or daily tour for a couple hours. There's like a restaurant on it. Sometimes there's a casino. Um, mm. Was trying to dock in its usual spot, and there was a boat in the way, uh, a pontoon boat that was blocking the way. So a lone security guard or dock worker. I'm not sure if it's actually. I, I never got the details. He was, he a was security tra- dock worker. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he was working the dock. Doing he his was job. Trying to get, he was doing his job. He was trying to get the boat removed. Um, he was a, um, a man of color. Uh, he was a black man. Uh, he got trying to get this boat moved so this riverboat could come in. He got jumped by all the people that were on the pontoon boat, which happened to be, I believe, mean, four white men, five white men. Uh, and, six, I believe, at the end of the day. It's, okay. Uh, well, one of them, one of them bolted. Like he, he, oh, he ran dove, away. He dove underneath he, the water. Yeah, yeah. At the end he, of that he, one. he, he wanted no part of that. Um, so they, so the video, and there's video of it that always makes the story oh, bigger. Many videos it's, of that. Except from different, from multiple angles. But there's video. So these five, we'll say five white white men, are attacking this black soul, this black man by himself on a dock, and they are just beating the hell out of him because it's five on one. Um, and and it is of note that it's five black men, five excuse me, five white men attacking a black man in Montgomery, Alabama, and essentially just seemingly out of nowhere, all these other black all these other black men just show up and like join the fight, and it becomes like this huge like battle on the docks, but it's a battle where there are clearly good guys and bad guys mm. because the they the all the guys that came in to assist 
were helping this poor dock worker that was getting beaten up by five guys. And it was what made it so um, notable it's interesting to watch from the video is that all these black men that showed up to join the fight came out of every angle you could think of right on like on the video like there are men jump running down the the ramp to get in on the fight consuming across from a a bridge oh yeah that was the we got sam coming in admit oh okay there we go hello hello on the mute hi sam hello hi so we were, we were just, just going in on the uh, the we Alabama you. Montgomery oh, brawl. We're, we're talking about the boat brawl. Did you see that? No, but that sounds so fascinating to me. Also, uh, no, also, it was already. Okay, so we went over your list. We reviewed your list. Oh yeah, we spent the first ten minutes talking about you. And Nate, uh, okay. Nate did another thing that was a nice little drop, a little oh, bit yeah, more yeah. difficult. Um, song titles of five songs essentially. Um, that have the song title that aren't used within the song. Does that make he he worded that oh, very poorly? Oh, that's hard. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Let me let me let me say what how this came up is because today just happens to be the 28th anniversary of Jerry Garcia dying, and so it started with me "Touch of Gray." We were talking about "Touch of Gray" and how you know that's everybody thinks the song is either "I Will Survive" or "I Will Get By," and then it turned into. Um, and I'll, I'll give you my five songs of, of titles that are not in the song. Touch of Grey is in the song. Is it? it okay, is. maybe I, maybe I should have specified. Touch, touch of Grey. Yeah, okay, okay, well, that's not on my list, but okay, so this list, so this got started on a very, very awkward path then. So you see, you've already, school, <laughs> you've already schooled us. You've already schooled us. But that was not in my top five. My top five, uh, fairly obvious, was Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. Um, uh, smells Like Teen Spirit. Um, uh, what was uh, Bob O'Reilly by The Who? Mm -hmm. uh, um, Adam's Song by Blink 182, and Tub yeah. Thumping by Chumbawamba. Those are the ones that you thought of. Those, those, are, the, those are those are well. Now Hughes, I, I at least had a little time. I threw, I just, I threw this on Hughes' lap, so he he had to come up with ones on the fly. I see, oh, but gosh, I feel like, like the one is one that I think of for Pearl Jam. That I that's um, the one I saw that. Was I, I said said that one? You already said it. Yeah, oh, but okay. I'm like, that's fine. I'm like, <laughs> oh, and we and and the the, uh, the another caveat. Although I let him have immigrant song, is that for some reason Led Zeppelin like half of their songs are that fall under this, so that Led Zeppelin doesn't count. Right, that's true. Uh, but it, you know, it's it's. But we 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 were talking about how you just schooled us with last week's and you said you, you had all those on the fly and I believe you, I have every reason to believe you. Well, as I was listening to them, I started typing out as I was listening to the podcast, I was typing stuff out. And then you had mentioned like Bohemian Rhapsody later. Like you mentioned a lot of them that I already did. And so I like deleted it. And then I'm just like thinking of more, but it's only because I appreciate music a lot. Like, I, like I make it a point to remember like the songs in the movie because i think like a passive viewer that watches movies and whatever like they don't they won't remember it but like i make it a point to i guess maybe that's just me no, no I, I used to be that but way. honestly i haven't watched a lot i haven't watched a lot of movies at all so that's the hardest part for me it's like i can't think of anything recent no oh unfortunately well well we couldn't we were uh beside or i was beside myself that how some of the obvious ones that i mean like 
my how could I? It's hard to think on the fly. How could I have? But my Sharona. But that one is. It's also like you have to think iconic movies on top of that everyone's kind of seen. Like because you threw out a song that was used in um, what was it? Uh, why am I blanking? Um, Fight Club. Hand spotting. Oh, Fight Club. Fight Club. Oh, and that was okay. I that love was the another, pixies, no, no, but yeah, that but, was another one that you and I, we, we, by by song title alone, but as I couldn't as I, place it. I, was, and I, I was, know the. I, I, yeah, I once if I hear the song, I know it, but I did not know that song title. Um, it's oh, like, I am pixies though, so that's you know, yeah. And what we were discussing when you one of your other options was um, "Sound of Silence" from The Graduate, and we were sort of debating: is that which is that that or Mrs. Robinson, which is more from that movie? Because I was associated with right. no, I... and then and then Hugh uh, delighted us with a uh, tidbit that he associates Mrs. Robinson with Wayne's World two because he had not seen The Graduate and didn't realize that the end of Wayne's World two. <laughs> oh was no, I knew it was the same scene, but it was just like that's what I saw first. Of, yeah, yeah. Um, also, here's a funny no, one. No, I mean, but that happens a lot because I'm the same way. I grew up not watching old movies, really. Yeah. So I get it. So here's 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 a great one, which is. Oddly, why I remember this song, but Mazzy Star, um, Fade into You, Fade oh, into you Starship Troopers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's random. Yeah. See, I always, see, I, I think of uh, Mazzy you're, you're waiting for it. You're like, what movie is he going to say? I'm like, Starship Troopers, the, 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 see, the prom I, I would, scene. I would have gone with um, uh, that song was also used at a prom scene, uh, no less, in the movie Angus. Do you remember yeah. Angus? Oh, yes. Yeah. One of James Van Vanderbeek's first movies. Wasn't he the movie. bully in that one? Yeah, but 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 that he Green, that Green Day yeah. song is like the Angus movie. Jr. Green Day song. Is it J yeah, is, it, is it called Jr. I don't. I actually love that song. I've just never heard it said because it's an it's it's J yeah. period A period R period. I don't know. That's another example. Is that it's never in the song. Right? That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, oh, Sam. Another, I don't know why it's called that. Another. Um, um, option you would have for this song title that's not in the song is the primitive radio gods uh, standing outside a broken phone booth with oh, money in my yes. hands famous oh and you could also that could we could say that that's from two because that's also in the cable guy so maybe it it's not yeah. a movie you associate actually it is a movie i associate with the cable guy just because that soundtracks was had bangers i don't remember did i mention um there she goes on there from the stone iron axe murder no but also, uh, but and I don't know if you remember that soundtrack. I love that soundtrack. Yeah, great. Has, that's another song. That's soundtrack. great. Yeah. Two versions of There She Goes. The one yes. that's used at the beginning and the one that's used at the end. Oh. Yeah. That, you think about what uh, Mike Myers did for soundtracks now. Like, you know, he crushed it with Wayne's World. He crushed it with So I Married an Axe Murderer. Was he, without thinking about it, the iconic soundtrack guy of the early 90s? Well, it's like it's it's like with um, like it all happened at once, though. I wouldn't pinpoint a person mm -hmm. really because I think that was like towards the late eighties, early nineties is when it, like soundtracks became like a huge thing. Yeah, but I feel like if I mean, you... look at look at like the Breakfast Club, you know, like there's just yeah. well, that was when we discussed that was when we discussed last week. Yeah. Don't you forget about me is very much the Breakfast Club. That's like you know. Um, but like, think about the Brat Pack and like Saint Elmo's Fire. Like, like you know, like those songs are yeah. just. Mm. But they're just one song. They're not like a soundtrack. When you talk about soundtracks, that's like the '90s. Like when you think of Empire Records, obviously yeah. about oh, about yeah. you know music. But like most of the like the Clueless soundtrack I know, and mainly it's maybe it's we grew up as teenagers during that time. But I feel like that was like the height of. 
like they the soundtracks were such a big deal they were selling out just as much as like the movies were you oh, know and, yeah. and and we were at that age where they were targeting us so i don't know how it's like for like some of the older people during that time if they were into the soundtracks as much as well, we were i don't know i think also at the time there were specific songs written for said soundtrack at the time i remember buying the scream 2 album right, purely right. this is going to be a sad moment folks I purely bought that soundtrack because there was a new Dave Matthews Band song on that album back in 1997. I believe you. I, 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 no, but do you remember like? No shame that I was a D- through me, kiss me, kill me. Yes. That song. Oh yeah, fantastic. Man. Yes. Well, that and yeah. that same that that same um bat was that Batman forever the third one. Batman forever, which I think also had the um. The, with that movie as well. Oh. That soundtrack. Was, was, was that also Kiss from Rose? Was yes, that, also that was Kiss from Rose, yep. It was a yeah, banger of a soundtrack. If you... You're a shitty movie. That's what I'm that saying. The 90s wasn't like, the worst the soundtrack. The but, but the thing is, is, like if you think about way back like with the Big Chill, because I love the Big oh, Chill, a, yeah. that was like 80s, and but they were all like Motown. They so were... like they, they, they used that, that formula, but just had new songs for hmm. the 90s. You know what I mean? Like that was when all the independent, I mean, if you think about, um, you know, speaking of um, Reality Bites, but Lisa Loeb became famous because of that movie, because Ethan Hawke was just a friend of hers, and he put her, her, her you know, song in the soundtrack. But, he, like, that was, like, the big time for indie artists. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, like, indie artists, like, were, became really popular, and then there's that whole, like, do you remember, like, the whole, like resistance to like selling out and shit in the 90s which i thought was like ridiculous especially in the in the punk scene where they're just mm-hmm. like you know they're anti everything and then all of a sudden you know you sell out quote unquote like green day did yeah. and, the and then people don't respect you anymore and if you put like a, a, a one of your songs on an album you've like sold out but like how else are you gonna get exposure right like mm-hmm. so anyway like that was kind of like the time when indie indie music kind of came out and then also that people were putting all their songs on soundtracks and people were able to find them because movies were just the best vehicle for music. It was a good partnership. Uh, and TV shows like Dawson's Creek. That was, oh yep. God, I, that was, that was, oh my God, the early 2000s the TV was shows. such yeah. a moment. You know what? T- yeah. Um, Dawson's Creek, Felicity. Oh my God. Felicity had some awesome songs. What was it? Yeah. The, the... So, I mean, I feel like that all happened at the same time, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out what was it the two brothers that are hunting down like demons and things like that. What's that that show called? Supernatural. Supernatural. That was a if that was a good soundtrack show. Anything on the WB guys? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I didn't really absolutely think about right. that. Except not the, the CW, the WB. I don't. I don't recall Buffy having much music in it. Did it? Um, Angel, Sarah McLaughlin. There was a pivotal scene that every person remembers in Buffy. No. But anyway, no, he hasn't watched it. Anyway, oh, oh. just think of Sarah McLaughlin in the song Angel. Yeah, I get it. And yeah. Look it up. Yeah. I'm I, sure. I, we're working on s- several levels right now, several different lists. But another one that just popped in mind okay. is Gangster's Paradise from Dangerous Minds. That was pretty synonymous with that movie. Yeah, no, there's a ton of like. I feel like you had to have a good soundtrack in the '90s. Yeah, you did. Or like any any film. Like I mean, it's obviously true. we talked about Pulp Fiction. You guys talked about Pulp Fiction last time. But and and like all the independent films had the best ones in my opinion, you know. Yeah. Like Royal Tenenbaums was amazing, and 
um but that's like early 2000s i'm talking I'm, I'm trying to think like yeah like the reality bites of the world you know the empire records all the smaller teen films that weren't as popular like even the 10 things i hate about you soundtrack was great oh so good so good yeah what about give it to me matthew lillard she's all she's all that or she's all right or she's all that, that she's, was, all, she's that. all that yeah, yeah. She's all that, no, no, no no that's no that, come on I, I fit. I. She's all right. She's all she's right. right. in a shitty movie, man. Yeah. Uh, no, no. There are certain exactly like if I hear that song, I will immediately think oh, of Matthew Lillard dancing God. in the party at the party. And Fat Boy Slim. If you think of Fat Boy Slim, you think of the the dance scene in that movie. You know, in the prom. Oh God, the choreographed dance scene. Oh God! Yeah. And Usher, Usher, for some reason, is just the DJ yeah. at the school, and he's like, he remember, yeah, and he's, he's like, like hey. remember that song I taught you? And they they do a choreographed dance, which is not even the first. Freddie Prince Jr. had other movies that had coordinated dances in them. Like I don't know what his deal was at that era, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway, this was so You're that old, was guys. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Oh. Anyway, how are you, Sam? That was. That... I, I took I took care to watch Barbie. Speaking of soundtrack, how was it? I'm gonna go see that tomorrow. Is it good? It was lovely. I mean, there's a lot of things that she didn't get because she's eight. Yeah. yeah you know, gonna... like I didn't want to have to explain the patriarchy to her. They say it a lot was, in the movie, was... and she just never asked about it. I was gonna say, so, did, she, like, did she okay. did she walk out of it hating men? Because according to Fox News, that's what's gonna happen. And according to what's his face? Not at all. Um, oh God, who has a talk show on HBO? Bill Maher. Bill Maher. Bill Maher. He had a yeah, bad review. He's... Joe Rogan. I was going to say not John Shockingly Howard. was like all about it. He thought it was a great movie. Joe Rogan's the worst. He is the yeah, worst, but, but he I actually mean... had positive reviews for Barbie. He's like, it's a yeah, doll movie. because it's a good movie. Yeah. It's a really good movie. So. Which... I mean, you have to remember, Noah Baumbach wrote half of that, you know? Yeah. I, I forgot they're married, um, right? Yeah, they're married. Yeah. 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 So, I, mean, they, I, think, I think they both like cheated on each other's significant others to be with each other but that's fine or whatever one I, I forgot what the story was but they're together they're happy they have kids what that's like they're like indie royalty wow they are. well i mean so kira watched it last friday but she had had she had seen teenage mutant ninja turtles like a few hours before with josh and then i took her to barbie with like one of her friends so okay. she had like a double feature Ooh, and good for Teen, her. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is so different. Yeah. <laughs> so different. <laughs> it's animated. But I, it's I, funny because no no diggity is in that movie. And she's like, Can I listen to it? And I'm like, sure. And I and I realized slowly as it was playing, I'm like, this is not appropriate for her. I can't even think of it. <laughs> There's a reason why we don't listen to No Diggity. Yeah. It's I all about even... guy, like a guy trying to hook up with a girl, basically. Oh, sure. Like sure. that's the just, entire I... song. But there's like cursing in it and all this stuff. And I was just like, okay, I need to like put back my filters on i'm like yeah it was in the movie okay sure like thinking that it'd be fine no i didn't even realize there was a new teenage mutant ninja turtles movie yeah seth rogan it's, it, it's not i was gonna say it's not live they can't do live action again they that that's they've already perfected that they could do another ninja rap they could. They they need to get Corey Feldman to do the voice of Donatello again i think he was only the voice <laughs> in the first movie not the second two but he was the voice <laughs> I mean, um, okay, so we've had two sets of live action movies for that. We've had. Yeah. We don't need anymore. We don't uh, anymore. This would be our. There's already been a couple animated series versions of it. And At movies. least, like, the, the, the animated Spider Man is actually really good. You know, and, oh, yeah. and the live action ones are, 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 from what I hear, are good. I haven't seen the most recent ones with Tom Holland, but oh, I hear a, that they're good. So Tom Holland's least, is good. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's probably the best yeah, Spider-Man in general. Yeah, they're going to remake it. Yeah. Wasn't, uh, didn't one of them have um, Megan, Megan um, Fox? Fox yep. Wasn't she April O'Neil in one of the live-action She was in the, in the, uh, the second set, the, the reboot. So. Okay. Are her and Mission Gun Kelly still together? Um, that's a bit um, fishy. Yeah, yes. They broke up okay. broke up recently, but I believe they're still back together. And then they broke up again, I believe. So yeah. They called off the engagement. I, it's like... That guy's weird, you know, like the engagement ring that has a thorn that makes it painful to take off the ring, kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, they're 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 just weird for the sake of being weird. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's an act or if they're just, you know, I don't know. They're trying to do the whole Billy Bob Angelina thing, where I honestly feel like Billy Bob and Angelina are that weird. They're, that wasn't an act. They're just weird people. Like, I feel like Megan Fox and, and Machine Gun Kelly. It was just an act. It was like part of their whole shtick. Or like when Angelina Jolie was like making out with her brother on the red carpet, that was kind of weird. No, but I think that they like Megan Fox and what's his name genuinely love each other. Oh, I don't doubt that. I think that's yeah. probably true. It's weird, but it's kind of cute, I guess. Yeah. Did you see Oppenheimer? No, because it's really long. And yes, it is. We've been I've, we've I've... been like dividing up. Dividing and conquering, but I want to see an IMAX, and the only, there's one near my work, like the full IMAX, like the real one. Yeah. And then yeah, it's only it's only in Universal Studios, and then um, the City Walk one, and then TCL, and that's it in LA uh, for like the real IMAX. But it's not going to be in theaters for that much longer, so I need to go watch it soon. Aren't there only like seventy, if even that, of those true IMAX theaters like in the country? Like the yeah. t- they're not. I mean. You could pay for fake IMAX, which is probably still better than the regular, but it's like, why? Why pay all that much money? But it might be better. I don't know. I just want to see parts, because actually... parts of it was filmed at UCLA. Was it? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I saw a, uh, I've seen a few movies at that IMAX at um, at the City Walk, but none that were technically ever, like, specifically filmed for IMAX, except I think I maybe saw Dark Knight there, which that would have been filmed for IMAX, I think, probably. That would have been cool. But I also, I also saw uh, Pitch Perfect 3 there, and the mm-hmm. only reason it was showing in the IMAX theater is because it was a NBC Universal screening of Pitch Perfect 3 for all the yeah. employees, so every theater at the City Walk was showing it at the same time so everybody could go see it i just so happened to be in the one that was the imax but that movie was clearly obviously not shot in imax so it was completely cut off they tried to zoom it in so it fit the screen so all the sides were cut off how is there a pitch perfect three when there was no pitch perfect two it's weird that they skipped that it was okay uh the third one uh was not good no i i'm a pitch- i don't think i ever watched the third one was that when they're in europe or something yeah it turned into like a spy thriller um, they just went way off the rails with it, and and Hugh's, Hugh just like, doesn't acknowledge that the second one was ever made, which is weird because well, the I second one why. was the best one. I don't know why he's doing this shit. It's like selective memory. I don't understand. Well, it's funny because I got invited to the stray screening next week, so I'm hoping to go, but we'll see. The what screen? It's talking dogs. Oh, this, isn't it like that's R rated? Yeah, isn't it like a hard yeah. R. Will that's, Will Ferrell? It's a hard R. Can't wait. Can't wait. What is it? Kevin Hart. Jamie Foxx. Okay. Who, we don't know. Is he doing better? How's he is he doing? doing better. Yeah. He's oh, um, I have to go. I'm sorry. Oh, no worries. Okay. Thank we're, you for we, stopping we're... by. Perfect timing. Everything. Yeah, yeah we, we actually have to go anyway. because it's, it's. We're getting time. towards the time where we need to get um, going. And I'll think, of, I'll think of more songs. There's a lot of, there's a lot of songs that, that, that fit in the... They don't... We'll get the text. We'll start off the show next week with the same kind yeah. of thing. Um, yeah. We'll fill you in. 
we'll, we'll fill in what void right. we had. We can get back to the Montgomery story that we were going into and then oh, went yeah. complete rabbit hole. I'm going to go look it up right now. Okay. Okay. Very very fun. It's very funny. It's yeah. very funny. Can't wait. All right. Yeah. See you later, Sam. All right. Bye. 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 Um, so chairs, folding chairs. Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so getting getting back to that. So yeah, it turned into a whole fight. Like you said, a, what there was a black gentleman that jumped off a boat and swam into the shot, swam up to the dock, got off, took his shoes off. I think he lost a shoe. Okay, maybe it's one shoe. There was a folding chair involved. There were some became, chair shots. That guy, that guy yeah. got some shots in, like oh, WWF and, and, style headshots. It, yeah, and and the, the the end of the story is the four white guys got their asses handed to them, and they got arrested. Three of the uh, four got arrested. The, um, they were war- there were warrants out for them. They weren't they they were in cuffs. I think they no, were they, released. Been, they, well, one's been arrested now. Two have warrants out. Yeah, um, one has they, a couple warrants out. It's it's yeah, all there, going through. There was a ring. There was a ringleader who's had been charged with two crimes. Yeah, but the the thing that made this all so funny is that. It blew up on Black Twitter. Yes, and and that and as as we've discussed many times before, the only reason that I will stay on Twitter and it's never going to be X to me mm. is two. Well, two, I stay on for Black Twitter and I will stay on for Gay Twitter right. because those are fucking hysterical. Uh, and Black Twitter had a had a had a moment with this because it was, I mean, it was it was funny uh, because these guys got their asses handed to them and no uh, one got shot. Was a plus but it, it had no, no, yeah, no weapons except for folding chairs. But it had some crazy, like, historical implications because, again, Montgomery, Alabama, and people were saying that that dock was actually used yep. in the slave trade. Yep. So it, this thing has levels, just levels on levels on levels. Uh, but I highly recommend if you just just Google Montgomery, Alabama dock fight, and it is worth watching. It is actually. I was rooting it on in a weird way from my my desk here and. LA, I was like, oh, yes, get the, him. The shot, the, 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 like you said, there have been many angles that have been released from people filming it from different angles, but the first one that came out, just seeing the guy from the bottom right corner swim into frame, yeah. jump up on the dock and get involved, that's what made it. Yeah. That's what made the whole thing. I was going to um, say, there, there, like, you know, there was a lot of people that entered into a brawl thinking that nothing could happen to him as they entered into a brawl. There was a guy who talked about it, like the TikTok, and he mentioned the word brawl as in the whole idea of what white privilege is mm. and how people are angry about certain things happening within a brawl. And I'm like, you're, you, just because you walk in doesn't mean that you're not going to happen there. And I was talking to uh, the old roommate about the situation that she was upset that, you know, certain people, certain type of people didn't step in as well to help, help out. And I was like, yeah, if I were to step in there, I think I would be on the end of a whooping myself on. Yeah, no, like, this was this was clearly, and I've seen so many people who are not, not fans of Black Twitter. You see, so you can guess their personality types. Mm. Who are like, why? Why does everybody keep saying this is about race? You don't know it's about race. Yes, it yeah, yes. It was. In fact, it came out today that one of the witnesses on the boat said the N word was used many times, so it was clearly oh. about race. But no, you're absolutely right. Had you jumped into the fray to help out with them? not everybody both sides might not have known what you know the old uh are you playing you know the sean connery are you playing both sides yeah um the, the, yeah it's very possible you could have gotten even though your intentions could have been very pure trying just, to just just yeah it would have gone this, sideways because everyone would just it would have just seen 
me. this fight was clearly could not have been more down race lines yeah that yeah you you would have been you would have caught some straight same you with you if you would ha- definitely you oh, had you hopped in with that hair that hairline oh god oh no i oh i I, I have it bad enough when I go see movies like American History X and yeah. people start staring at me thinking like, which side is he on in this movie? Who does who does this guy think is the hero of American History X? Hmm. And it's funny that I know the guy that that is based off of. You have mentioned that before. Yes, Frank Mink. Uh, I, I, he wrote a book, Autobiography of a Recovering Skinhead. So... It's a great movie. Fantastic movie. It's a shame that Edward Norton is turned out to be such a piece of shit. It's a one-time watch. Uh, Let's be honest. It's a one-time watch, but it's very important. You should watch it. Uh, if you have not seen it. Oh God. No, no, just, uh, yeah, don't curb him. And on that fine. Now, now, now you've made me not want to watch it again just because of curb. Yep. Oh, that's that note, Nate, that note, we're going to, we're that note, Nate, we're going to get going. Yeah, you know, I, people have that. Like when you see somebody get yeah, we don't have the to nut. Go. It's the, like the picking. It's the opening sequence of uh, uh, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty you know, much. it's a cool scene, but I don't need to see the guy picking up his guts. The other guy picking up his arm and walking off. No, no I'm good. I'm no, good. Yeah. no, no, no. It's true. Positive it's true. ending. Way to end the show. Good times. Good times. Always. Until next week. Yes, we'll be back. <laughs>